Today I'm speaking on the law of seasons. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, New Living Translation. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit. So the word of God doesn't just work on your spirit. It works on your emotions, your intellect, and your reasoning too. There are many of us, we are spiritual, but ignorant. I pray that may you not be spiritual and ignorant. I pray that from this day, you will balance spirituality with the wisdom that comes from God. Cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. It means that the word of God breaks confinements. And goes to affect that which has been defined and confined by a situation that has been in existence for a very long time. What do I mean? There are things in our life that need change. But until we allow the word of God to get in there, into the encomios. What do I mean? What I mean is that there are areas of our life that we have shielded God from. God, you can touch me on this level, but this level, leave it. I I want to be spiritual. Don't go there. God wants to get to every area of our life. God shocked me. When at the age of 23, I entered into somebody's house to go and pray for the person in Afina area. First time, I entered into a house. When I stepped into the house, God opened my eyes to their bedroom and their bed. And all the problem, God says, see, the problem of this house is on the bed. It, it means it's married people's problem. It's in the bedroom. It's on the bed. I was shocked to know that the Holy Spirit is even interested in people's sexual life in a marriage. Wow. Mama, God is so interested in every area of your even the way you raise your children god is interested the way you talk to your husband god is interested the way you do your business god is in god is interested in the way you dress the way you relate with people ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse number one it says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven to everything to all not some things he says there is a time to every purpose so there's a purpose for everything that happens in your life and there's a time to that purpose to everything there is a season and there is a time to every purpose so every situation that you are in there is a purpose to it it is knowing the purpose of the situation that would either help you or give you problems there is a time and a purpose to everything He didn't say to everything there is a time. He said to everything there is a season. Everything there is a season. But when it got to purpose, the purpose of a thing, he says there is a time. So when God allows difficulty to come to you, Mama, when God allows good people to come to you, they are in for a purpose. Even the people who don't treat us well, they are in there for a purpose. God has greater plans for us. And sometimes he brings some people to make us know that we cannot be gullible like that. You have to shine your eye. If you pray for something and God is not answering, there is a purpose. And to that purpose, there is a time. And if you don't learn from that experience, that season will shift. And the purpose for which God allowed it to come will elapse, but you wouldn't have learned anything to maximize destiny out of it. Where's Mars Moreau? 
is dead. He had a season to everything he had to do on this earth. And the purpose was to, to, to make a certain impact to a certain generation. And when the season ended, God had no more protection for him. He carried him away. Because there are some things God can protect you from because God allows certain things to happen because of a purpose. And if you fail to recognize it, you have a problem. Today I'm speaking on what I call the law of seasons. The Bible says, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Now let's run through it. A time to be born and a time to die. When it is a time to die, that is not the time that you give birth. A time to plant. Look at it. And a time to pluck up that which is planted. So if you did not plant, the season of plucking will come. And in that season, if you go to plant, the plant will not yield the results because that is not a season to plant. It is a season to pluck up that which was planted. A time to kill. He brings that one first. And then he puts the next. And a time to heal. So some things you must kill. Then there are some things after you have killed it. You will go through pain. So then you heal out of what you killed. Some things you must kill. Some things you must kill. Oh sister, brother. You must kill some things. Growing up as a young guy. And moving to a new place. Moving to a new house. So woman who was my friend. Apparently she had a crush on me. Had a crush on this young boy. Came to visit me in my house. He's telling me that uh, I'm feeling for something in this house. And I tried to preach to the person. Say, Ah, what are you doing? Then I remembered my former boss taught me that when temptation comes, God is not stupid. That He said we should flee. He's there to tempt you. God Himself said flee. He didn't say fight. He didn't say advice. He didn't say counsel. At that time, you must kill. If somebody listen to what I'm saying, there are many of us, we try to please everybody. At the time, you must kill something. Some conversations kill it. You are chatting with somebody, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. Now build it. Emotions are building. Kill it or it will kill. It will eat you for lunch. Kill it. Now I'm telling you, kill it. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, he says, I look at the window. A young man devoid of understanding. Say, so an adulterous woman. I says, come. I've made my fill. My husband is not home. I've laid the bed of roses and put petals on it. Come, let's have our fill. He says, he's devoid of understanding. He says, it's just a little time. A sword will pierce through your heart. Please. Some things kill. You are married. Somebody's chatting you. He's sweeting you. Bad English. But right application. With you, eh? I miss you, me too. I miss you some. Hey, so how are you now? Also, some question. So, so what are you wearing now? And here, eh? You too. Then your husband comes to find that. Ah, what are you doing now? You are fasting and praying for something you should have killed long ago. Some conversations cut, some friendships cut, some people turn us into gossips. Cut those friends those friends some people make us lazy people cut those friends a time to break down and a time to build up some things you must break down sometimes you must sit down and re-evaluate your life that's what is called breaking down break down your, in, in finance they call it cost benefit analysis break it down my life break down your life into stages and seasons and see how can I add value this year 
I'm not wasting my time on people who don't add value to my life. I watch things that will add value. What, what have you been watching? Tom and Jerry. Cartoons. Cantata. Then you're, there's one one that they, they, now, is it India or South American ones that they watch? Those telenovelas. And, and Ghanaians won't go to church that they speak English because they say they don't understand. Mama. Yet they watch this foreign one and they understand everything. Because in life, you pay the price for the things that are important to you. So in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, it says, There is a time for everything under the sun. First Chronicles chapter 12 verse number 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200. And let's all read. Continue. How many heads? Yet the entire brethren, Jewish people, were at the command of the sons of Issachar. Why? They had understanding. They knew what to do. The scripture says, A man that wandered out of the way of understanding shall dwell in the congregation of the dead. When you wander from the way of understanding, no wonder you are not seeing any productivity in your life. This is say, I refuse to be stagnant. I refuse to wander from the place of understanding. In Jesus' name. Say amen. Psalm 90 verse number 12. Moses said, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto wisdom. Wisdom is the right application of knowledge to a situation. Wisdom, wisdom is the ability to discern seasons. The countenance of a person and of a place you need to know what to do the scripture says a word aptly spoken are like gold in settings of silver in other words right words will bring you a solution that you have not received why is it that somebody who's an unbeliever slave queen will come to church and all the christian brothers who will not choose you they choose her why the day she converted and came to church everybody wants her because you must understand that on this earth there are principles that if you violate you will not benefit if you go by the principle it will benefit you men no matter how spiritual they are they are moved by sight christian women no makeup nothing they don't groom themselves very well i want a man who will love me for who i am please we don't love you for who you are we we cannot love you for who you are say it's not scriptural that we should do makeup is this scripture that you should brush your teeth so why do you brush your teeth because it's not in the bible are you not violating scripture now not everything god writes in the word i'm not saying that dress anyhow but i'm saying that there are principles in life if you live by it you get a result fancy said that it means that if you want to be old you'll be old if you want to be young you'll be young when you are growing if you are not careful you'll get pot belly and so I've been researching why a lot of ladies get pot belly after they've given birth and in their 30s they get pot belly then I found out that it is because once they give birth most of the time they don't walk again everything Kwame, Kofi, Adwa by leaving the stomach says the more you walk you see by exercising your stomach walls and muscles and it moves the stomach and then the stomach goes down and so they're now all tired 
now what tie Benku Fufu now what tie you see we rise in the kingdom of God on the strength of our understanding based on the mysteries that we have come to know if you know a mystery is called revelation revelation the revealed knowledge the truth you have come to know will change your life forever a mystery please write down is a body of knowledge that has not yet been revealed that is called a mystery a revelation is a body of knowledge of how a thing works so in the context of what we are saying we say a revelation is the unveiling of information on how the kingdom of god operates paul said you have known of me how that bright revelation the mystery of the kingdom was revealed unto me who is the least among the least he says it me that the gospel to the gentiles have been committed unto my it was a revealed knowledge genesis 41 verse 1 and it came to pass at the end of two full years that pharaoh dreamed and behold he stood by the river verse 8 and it came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled and he sent and called for all the magicians of egypt and all the wise men thereof and pharaoh told them his dream but there was none that could interpret unto him go to the next verse continue then spake the chief butler unto pharaoh saying i do remember my faults this day pharaoh was wrought with a servant and put me in ward in the captain of the guard's house both me and the chief baker and we dreamed a dream in one night i and he we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream listen to me that is another sermon for another day he says we dreamed each man according to the interpretation of his dream listen every one of us we would have a dream and our dream will be according to the interpretation of our dream the fact that you and i will see the same thing does not mean it will mean the same we each dream the dream according to the interpretation of each man's dream what dream do you have have you been dreaming a dream martin luther king said i have a dream because he said he had he's been a civil activist do you know he was a man of god nobody remembers him for being a man of god because his dream was not about the church it was about civil rights that's why we interpret him according to his dream not what he preached and there was there with us a young man an hebrew servant to the captain of the guard how come only joseph when he went into the house when he was sold into slavery he was bought by potiphar who was the captain of the guard of pharaoh how come even when he was now put in prison he went to be the servant of the captain of the guard you remember i told you that the bible says there is a season to everything and a time to every purpose under the sun it means that mama even the difficulties and the doors that are shut in your life there is a purpose to it the people who did not treat you well there's a purpose your money that is locked up there is a purpose a door that you expected to open that did not open there is a and there was there with us a young man a hebrew servant to the captain of the guard and we told him and he interpreted to us our dreams to each man according to his dream he did interpret next verse and it came to pass as he interpreted to us so it was me he restored he restored unto my office and him he hanged then pharaoh sent and called joseph in life 
you would need somebody who recognizes your gift but knows when to introduce you to the people who need your gift you need to pray that god will send you somebody who will recognize your gift and introduce you at the right time the bible says and it came to pass after two full years he interpreted the dream for the guy the guy forgot about him until two full years all the people pray people promise me and they fail me you are not serious the truth is there is a time for your manifestation and until that time comes, no matter the prayer you pray, God will not hear. Because God is a master puppeteer. He knows how to move strengths to favor you. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. Look at it. This is the part that surprises me. They brought a guy with speed from the dungeon. When he came out, he did not go to the man. He packaged himself. Look at what he did. And he shaved himself so nobody shaved him listen to me the next level of your life your packaging you must do it your packaging determines your address how can when somebody becomes a president immediately they change his dressing when obama was campaigning didn't you see what he was wearing he was folding his hand shirt when he became a president was he still wearing the same thing somebody say package he shaved himself and changed his raiment and then came onto Pharaoh because seasons and the way you present yourself. So Pharaoh gives him the, the dream and he interprets it for him. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I've had a dream, and there's none that can interpret it. And I've heard say of thee, I have what? Heard say of thee. That thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, say, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river. And behold, there came up out of the river seven kind, fat flesh, well favored, well fed in a meadow. Give us New Living Translation NIV. But then I saw seven sick looking cows. So go back to verse 19. I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Next verse. And then I saw seven sick looking cows and ten come up after them. I've never seen such sorry looking animals in all the land of Egypt. These ten cows ate the seven fat cows. But after all, you wouldn't have known it for they were still as thin and as before. Then I woke up. Then I fell asleep again and I had another dream. This time I saw seven herds of grain full and beautiful growing on a single stalk then seven more heads of grain appeared but these were blighted and shriveled and withered by the east wind and the shriveled heads swallowed the seven healthy heads i told this dream to the magicians but no one could tell me so this guy smart did something that most of them you don't do both pharaoh's dream mean the same God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he's about to do. Seven healthy cows and seven healthy herds of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. Next. Next quickly. Let me finish. Seventeen cows that came up later and the seventeen herds of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it. For God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what is about, what 
he's about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity throughout the land of Egypt. But afterward, there will be seven years of famine so great that all prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. Next. This famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams, it means that these events have been decreed by God and will soon make them happen. Next verse. Hasn't, hasn't he finished giving the interpretation? Look at what he does. That's the part we miss. Therefore, he's going to prescribe a solution. Pharaoh should find an intelligent wise man. Why didn't he put woman there? Because he's packaging himself, putting himself inside. And put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Remember, he had had a dream before. And he's been praying for years. The thing is not coming. Remember, he told the battle that when you go, remember me. Now, he's remembering himself. He says, look, a man put in charge of the entire land of Egypt. He had not yet given him the rest of the solution it says then pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land so that a first part arena supervisors part read the bible well and let them collect one fifth of all the crops during the seven good years have them gather all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead and bring it to pharaoh's storehouses so look at specific locations that he's giving that if i miss this one i'm getting this one if i miss this one i am getting that one. store it away guard it so that there will be food in the cities who's how do you guard so that there's food say guard it so that there will be food in the cities that way there will be enough to eat when the seven years of farming come to the land of egypt otherwise this farming will destroy the land go to the next verse. The Pharaoh said, there is nobody as wise as you. You are single. You just met a boy. You are telling all your family problems. You are single. You met a boy who is very ambitious. Instead of you taking advantage of it, it's shawarma, fried rice, chintao. Something is wrong with you. That is the time you listen to understand his dream. And let him understand that you have what it takes to help interpret his dream. Men marry out of a selfish decision. Never forget this statement. Every man choose a woman who will help him fulfill his dream in life. We don't marry because we love. Somebody must tell you the truth. Why do you think I was begging Irene to marry me? I begged her. I cried. I fasted. I cried to God. God, you must talk to her. Because this lady says she didn't want to marry me. She likes me as a friend. She will guide me in ministry. The day she opened her mouth to say, Oh, you'll be my friend. I'll guide you in ministry. I said, God, forget about Miss Lulu. Forget about Black. Forget about body. In fact, now I don't even have appetite for body again. Papa, is this one I want? This is the interpreter of my dream. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Who you bring into your life must be a person who is able to interpret your dream. Young people here, don't go and marry a lady because she's beautiful or she has shankles. No, 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 no. It's an anomaly. Marry a woman who can interpret your dream. Pharaoh took his ring and put it on Joseph's finger because that's what marriage is interpreters of dreams are those that we come into covenant to spend the rest of our life with pharaoh took his ring i'm in covenant with you because you are the interpreter of my dream there is a season and seasons are powerful because seasons reveals your wisdom level please write this down i must maximize season and still not be ignorant of changing seasons in my life i must maximize seasons and still not be ignorant of changing seasons in my life last time i saw mama come to church she's cut her hair there's another boy she looks so beautiful 
I'm like, what? In fact, I didn't even notice it. That's maximizing a season. She's a new season. But she won't let her age define her life. Because she's married to a young man. You have to look attractive. Or else your husband will relegate you in the house as an old lady and go and look for a young person. No, and then you will start fasting and praying. Do you know that that's what Christians do? A lot of Christians' marriages are not working. And the reason is because we are not maximizing our season. When you are married, there is a protocol that goes with it. You must still look attractive and beautiful. Because you were first a person before you became a married woman. In every man's life, there will be seasons of fat cows and there will be seasons of lean cows. It says seven years of fat cows and seven years of corn. What does it mean? Seven years of fat cows and seven years of corn represent seven years of ease, abundance, and prosperity. Everybody would have these three things. Abundance, ease, prosperity, or opportunity. Right? Three things. Ease, abundance, opportunity. Everybody you have it. Please write it down. Everybody, there will be season where things will be easy for you to do. Everybody, there will be season of abundance. A season haven't you noticed that every year there's a season where money starts coming to your hands kaka, kaka, kaka. Things, things are a bit easier uh, hasn't it happened to you before sometimes there's even a year where things work like oh try normal normal picking it's not like last year it, it's better that season will not be there forever next season so in this season what do i do number one you must know god in this season in the season of ease get to know god why because when difficulties come and you come to god people can take a new advantage of it haven't you seen a lot of women go to places and people bath them people they, they fleece them of everything from there because at the time where in the east when they should have known god they did not so now they can't hear from god so they need somebody to interpret you say what you want to say and say no uh, too too full yeah my memory because when problem number two maximize destiny that is the best time in the season of ease whatever you can do in that season brother sister mama do it whatever you do do it maximize do the best try new things please don't don't be fearful of risk hey what if i lose what if you win hey i'm waiting for the will of god for me to marry so i'm waiting man of god what which one has god shown a lady drove all the way from north legon to come and see me in this church and say I, I know god speaks to you and in your church you have men there i want you to hear from god which of the men in your church god can you so that you won't break my heart i said see you know the beauty of marriage is that you took a risk and you and you and you won marriage is risk oh you don't know marriage is risk and god will never circumvent the risk for you if the person will derail you from god's will and god's assignment then god will warn you about the person but apart from it you have to work to make it work it's called marriage in my language they call it okun and how many of you have heard of it before okun okun and oyer okun likunoho if you man you kill yourself okun olukunoho oyer oyer noho women they, they are trying the man is killing himself. The woman is trying. That's what makes marriage work. Okun and Oyer. You've learned something today. Okun is husband. That's how we call it in my language. Okun Olukuno. Oyer Seven years of famine represents moments of constraint and moment Moments number two of inconvenience. You will come into everybody to happen. 
How many of you know that learning for exams is very difficult, very inconvenient? Fasting is not easy. Look at various ways, which means a common It's inconvenient, but there is a price to pay. And at that time, if you don't pay the price, the Bible says, Ask for rain in the time of rain, and I will cause the latter and the former to be released. Number three, moments of scarcity. Everybody, married people, single people, everybody goes through rich and poor. We all go through scarcity. Please notice the strength you had when you were 20 and in your 30s would not be the same strength that you have in your 40s. No matter what you do, the strength you had. Have you seen Olympic gold medalist who is 40 years old? No, it doesn't happen. All the things, the reason why you watch movies, and movies became because there are exceptions. That's why you pay money to watch. You want to see, eh, is it different? Certain ages, even football, they won't let you play. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo. He made a wrong calculation. He made a wrong calculation. At a certain age, you are not, he, you see, it got into his head. He felt he was too valuable. And truly, he's valuable. But age is not on his side. So the things that those temper tantrums that he could throw, that, and I don't want this team, I want transfer. He no more has it because people will not calculate based on value for money, based on his years. The team that is by him, they have a number of years that they will milk him. And so they look at the cow. And they know that this cow will not live for long. They will buy. See, at certain ages, your options are not too many. Stop, stop misbehaving because your options are not many. I used to pray for a woman, very intelligent woman. No offer. Today, if I tell you the woman's age, you will never. Came out, came and said, "I don't like this. I don't like this." Hey, I give. I said, we have just finished fasting. We did ten days dry fasting. I don't usually do dry. The one that I'm doing now, I don't do ten days. My bumper, short. Now, oh no, one pair short, one cover short. Do you know till today she's not married? Because there was a tall man who she wanted. There is a time for everything under the sun. Mama, the most painful experience. Christian, good heart. She missed her time. The man came to see the mother. The woman said, the man is stingy. Why? Her birthday, the man brought her flowers. She wanted money instead of flowers. You have not yet said yes to the person. The guy too is an accountant. You know accountant, they calculate everything. Usually I ask people, why do you want to marry? Are you looking for somebody who will finance you? Then it's no marriage you are looking for. Start prostitution. is the easiest one. Because you are looking for a man to sleep with you and give you money. But you want to do it legally. God said, in the time where you are supposed to maximize destiny, do it for yourself. So that the man coming is to add to you, not to be the provider of your value. It's an important statement. Though. A lot of people are on this earth, they are looking for men to validate for them. The man must make you. No, he's an addition. He's not the cake. Your whole life, what do you want to do? I'm waiting for a man to take care of me. You want to do legal prostitution. The words are strong, right? But you know that is the truth. Do something for yourself. When the man comes, he will value you because you have placed value on your own life. So Moses said, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart unto his own. Life, please write this down, is deceptively brief. Everything in this life, there is a season for it. There is a time for everything. Everything, mama. What did you do with the privilege of your younger years? What did you do with it? What did you do? What are you doing with your life now? 
Do you know a season will come, your husband will be sick, or his mother will be sick, or his father will be sick, and there will be emotions. Are you reading books on how to manage those seasons for yourself, or you are living by faith? There is a deception that my season of glory will stand, and also sometimes there is a deception that my season of lack will be forever. No, it will change. But when it changes, maybe you'll be found wanting. People say that pastors, they start a church, after a while they are milking their members, they are buying V8, they are buying this, they are milking. We will milk, you know why? Because they came as sheep. We fed them with green grass consistently that they became fat. Now they are producing milk. Who should come and eat? You want to come and enjoy? Come and see. I'm fasting. I'm sleeping on a hard, hard carpet. You think I don't have a bed? I have three beds and they are all in different sizes. Big, bigger, bigger. Yet I'm sleeping on hard floor. What? Bathing cold water. Here, I drink a glass of juice to sleep at night. You think my wife doesn't know how to cook? Or there's no money for food? If my wife doesn't know how to cook, the church members today don't know how to cook. But so that our members will break through spiritually and financially and paying the price. And when the people begin to prosper and I begin to have fat cows and I'm eating the cheese and the goat cheese and and the cow milk and the yogurt and and I'm chilling. You will sit there with how you see there apostrophe <laughs> exclamation mark. Yeah, that's it. That that no 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 no. See, listen. Work on your marriage. That's what I'm saying. Work on your business. Pay the price. And tomorrow when you are eating, don't apologize for being blessed. Me. Mama, I will never apologize for being blessed. Because I'm paying the price. I'm counseling the members. I'm praying for them. We are investing. 90% of our church offering that comes to this pulpit goes back to the welfare of the members of this church. 90%. If you don't know, I'm telling you today. The Bible says when you do good, don't show it. So that's why we don't show it. We use the money that you bring to church to finance the church. Even the ones that I have gone to labor myself out of the church, I still use it to finance the church. But I will repo. Please, listen to me, church. Look at me. Everybody look at me. The church, for the past five years, doesn't give me salary or allowance. Look at my face. I'm removing the spectacles. I will chill. A season will come. The church will be good enough for me to chill. And in those seasons, I will choose what I want to drive. And it will not be a Toyota. Uh, No, I'm telling you. So that whatever Toyota is in your head, it will not be a Toyota. You will see Bentley. You will see limousine. Insult me on former home. Because my age, human, hear me, child of God, invest quality time in your own life. Do the work so that you would reap. Work on your marriage. Work on the man. Don't wish that you get a better man. The one you have, add value to him. They're looking for complete package. It comes with problems because you don't know the price somebody paid for it. So now you pay the price. You see the price, you either paid for it or you paid backwards. You decide. There are four major seasons in a person's life. Number one is the morning season or the morning stage of your life. It's the first 25 years of your life. The first 25 years of your life is the morning stage of your life. Ah, in that season, you should know Jesus. You should do what? Number two, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, someone say, filled with the Holy Ghost. Number three, you should build strategic relationships. Strategic world. Number four, master the principles and mysteries of the kingdom. Master it. Number five, massively invest into your prayer 
and Christian life. Number six. Learn all you can in different fields for your life. Learn all you can. Don't limit your knowledge in the first 25 years of your life. Don't limit it. See, when I finished secondary school, there was nobody to take care of me in university. I mean, my ability to think on this level. Well, now by the special grace of God, I cancel presidents and governors uh, and business owners and owners of banks and things like that. It's not because it's a gift of God. It is because I maximize those moments. Nobody to take me to university. I said, I will not be disadvantaged. I began to read novels. Jeffrey Archer, Dan Brown. I'm reading various kinds of people. I'm reading various books. Fiction, non-fiction. I'm reading business books. I'm reading leadership books. Makers of civilization. I'm reading all kinds of things. What was I doing? I was building my capacity because it was a season of learning. The first stage is a morning stage, which is your learning stage. The second 25 years of your time of your life from age 26 to 50 is the afternoon afternoon stage of your life (laughs) it is the stage of execution of that which you have learned the first stage is a stage where where dreams are best the second stage is a stage of pursuit of ambition pursuit of ambition the second stage is the stage of pursuit of your ambition from age 26 to 50 Pursue your ambition. And ambition is not wrong. Pursue your ambition. See, pay the price for it. At that stage, your loyalty is not to anybody but to your dream. I told the pastor friend, he looked at me. I said, my loyalty is to my dreams. He said, "Ah." Uh? I said, yes, I am committed only to my dream. How did I coin it? I got it from American government foreign policy. He says, United States of America has no permanent friends or allies. It has permanent interest. America says they don't have permanent allies. They have permanent interests. In other words, this is what we want. Anybody that aligns becomes our friend per time. When you no more subscribe to what we are pursuing, you are not our friend. In the pursuit of your ambition, not everybody is your friend. Some people you must cut off. Even the school that you are going, choose friends that are strategically positioned or in future you benefit from or else don't have friends. You go to work in an organization because of a friend, you will not take an offer. Because that same offer, when the person gets it, they will leave you. Number two, write this down. Pursuit of ambition. So you see, if you have carried over the first 25 years into this new season, it means you must pray more. It means you must invest more. Number three, it means you must be more disciplined and determined and committed to your vision. You must be more disciplined, more determined and more committed to your vision in this season. Ah, because you are doing two times what you should have done in the first day. More discipline. Discipline is the strength of an army. It makes few numbers formidable. I'm telling you. Discipline. I read and learn. I learn a lot. Oh, huh, till today. You have, no, you have no idea what I read. You have no clue. I read things that I can't wrap my mind around. Because one day, what am I looking for? Vocabulary. Because I may speak to a governor. I may speak to an actuary scientist. I may speak to somebody. And I want to speak their language to explain the Bible. Preparing for better seasons. A season is coming. You won't see me. I'm telling you. A season is coming today. I'm in one jet. The next day, I'm in one helicopter. No. I'm suffering. I'm going to Tell your neighbor and say, we are all going together. Did I tell you a story that my bishop told me? He says, a, a man of God was, was receiving prophecy. They say, you go to America. You go to this place. You go to this place. The wife was sitting there. 
immediately she jumped and held the man said we are going together yeah we, we are going together can't tell me that he, he's going you we are two we are going see an old man is sleeping at age 60 you too you are sleeping at age 20 says you, you, you sleep for eight hours i'm surprised that most of you eight hours oh, eight hey you you are sleeping for eight sometimes ten at this time disciplined action my son said when he was an intern in the bank he was an intern he was what an intern he was he had done his masters no job he went to do intern they were paying concert money yet he was at the office he says he wakes up at 3 a.m to go to work why because from adenta to to airport airport where his work was he didn't want to be late Harry. 3 a.m. He wakes up and he goes. He, wakes, he didn't know they were observing him. Then he was going to branch and branch. He says, branch visits. The guy who is the intern goes to a branch and he's there before 7.30, before the manager comes. Somebody said, ah, you are lucky. You just joined the church. You just joined this company and you have just been made permanent staff. Is he lucky? Was he waking up at... He said 3 a.m. He's by the roadside. 3 a.m. It was already in time. What that, that, that... There are people in this church with help, we've given them money to start a business. They've not started a business, they've chopped their money. I won't give you a game. You have just chopped your seed. The next time when you come and tell me you have a problem, you know what I'll do? Let's pray. Oh Lord. <laughs> in this season, invest more time. So I say more time. Why? Because destiny is measured in time. You must walk in this season. Write down. You must walk in the fullness of the purpose of God for your life. This is the season. This is a season. This is a season where you walk in the fullness of God's purpose. In this season, you must know what God has called you and pursue it with a dogged commitment. What did I say? I said you must know what God's purpose is for your life and pursue it with a dogged commitment. I'm not turning to the left. I must achieve whatever it is i must achieve i must achieve my children you must go to school you must learn i'll pray for you you go no, nothing will happen to you go this is not a season you tell your children that things are following you. this is not a season you tell them your, their father walk away from them no 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 this season go to school go to school you you will go to school you this is a season if you're a mother at that season you will sell your cloth why because don't get comment my child must have the ability to earn my child will not be a liability. Even when you are divorced, you don't let the divorce define you. They are divorced, so they don't they leave themselves now. The fire torture. Your season is not over. Go to the gym. Look for a trainer. Stomach exercise. Get yourself in shape. Wear your heel. Start a business. When you become successful, men are attracted to women who have money. That's why I love Lady Irene. She has money. She has money. This is a stage where you maximize destiny. It's a stage of what? Maximizing destiny and making kingdom impact. This is a season where you make impact in your life. You make impact in the Christian community. You make impact. It's not a season you joke. You have a commitment to make impact. This is not the season for excuses. The third stage, the evening stage of your life, is the stage where you build legacy. It's called the legacy stage. A lot of people have come to legacy stage. If you don't build your life that you will leave a legacy on this earth, when you die, nobody will remember you. It is when you begin to build institutions that reflect your values. You build what? Institutions that reflect your Marriage is an institution. You can build. This is 50 to 75. 50 to 75 years. This is the evening stage of your life. Evening stage. You build what? Institutions. This is when you represent an ideal. 
you represent an ideal, a value. You, you, you are a representation of, in this season, if your reputation is messed up, you can't do anything about it. 52, 75. Evening stage of your life. When my senior pastor, Reverend Dr. Anthony Kujo, 1050, somebody bought him a book. And I went to read the book. It's called, What Got You Here Won't Take You There. The book is about Marshall Goldsmith. What got you here? What got you from your first 25 to this year? It won't take you there. You need a new thought process. You need a new emotional and mental state to build an institution that people will now follow you because of what you stand for. That's what I'm doing. I'm young. I'm trusting God that the church will grow very fast. But I know that I don't have all there is to life. So what am I doing? I am sticking to what I believe. I'm standing for it. When I become successful, which I will become, people will follow me because of what I stand for. Why? Because you are not successful until a generation is prepared to be loyal to your thoughts. Your children must desire to be like you. I know what my mother has instilled in me. I will not change. John chapter 9 verse 4, Jesus said it. He says, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is what? Day. He said, for the night is coming. The last 75 years of your life, which is the season of rest, in this season, you sit to enjoy what you have labored for. After 75, you do not work. I know of a man of God, Irene. He is now paying for a land to build his church and he's past 70 years. He's now... Now, let's say God gives you the money. To build a church auditorium, it takes more than two years or three years. You'll be 73, 74. To gather the people and fill the church auditorium takes time. When are you going to enjoy the fruit of your labor? He said, 90. God can do a miracle, but that is not a season where you are now going to put brick and mortar down. It's a season of enjoyment. Everybody in this church, I want you to have an insurance policy. Everybody, listen to me. Go for insurance policy and contribute money to it. Get a policy that you can always cash it. But don't cash. Let it build over time. The insurance. You keep sending money, putting money there. At some point, you can go and cash out all your money. I'll see if I can get you somebody who can tell everybody you need it. Gather the money. If you start saving now, by the time you are 60 years, everybody in this room will be a millionaire or at least very close to being one. And it, it doesn't take much. If you like, every month, save 100 Ghana cities or 200 Ghana cities. You, every month, Save 200 ganasis. At the end of the year, you would have saved 24,000. Or in you, 2,400. 2,400. At least in 10 years, you would have made at least how much? It would be 240,000. 24,000. 24,000. But when you go to the insurance, because interest come on it, I think it's compound interest, they keep flipping it for you and anytime you get big money instead of going to shop and enjoy yourself put some of the money there i said what put some of the money there church listen to me i have a land so all that i'm doing hello 
I've given some to church. But not all my land is for I have a family, a wife, and a son. Small, small, I'm putting up a household. You know why I keep telling you about my house? Because I don't want to finish the building and you come and say that they're taking church money. Because I'm not using the church money. I have more money. Listen, everybody have a piece of land. Even if it's half plot, buy. If you start building small, small, you will get somewhere. I am your pastor. I want to help you. If you can't buy a land, do what I do. Who wants to know what I do? When I have money that is not enough for what I do, I invest it. So start a small business. As you are building the business, be moving money. I started selling toffees on table. It taught me the greatest lesson in life. Anytime you see a provision shop, they don't have the money. Let me teach you what you do. You start with small. As people are buying, you don't wait for the goods you want to buy to get finished. You take the money to go and buy another to come and join. You keep buying so that now that you've brought a new product, this one is there, but it's gone down. When people are buying, you take the money to go and replenish the first product that you use the money to buy. If you are disciplined and you don't spend the money, the shop will become full. Listen to me. I want people in this church to prosper. And to prosper, it will not be by osmosis. It will be by deliberate action. I pray for you that from this day, you would maximize destiny and do the things that are required to be successful in life. I pray for you in this church that people of God, you will not just live your life haphazardly. You would Position yourself, build strategic relationships, and have a dogged commitment towards your assignment and pursue it and become successful. No demon is following you. Jesus has paid the price. What is left is your effort. Put in the effort and the grace will make the room for you. We come to fast and pray, but after the fasting and prayer, work in Jesus' name. Close your eyes and pray. Father, let me maximize destiny. Father, I will not live my life anyhow. I dissociate myself from relationships that does not add any value to my life. From friendships that doesn't add anything to my life. From this day, I will do the right things. I'll build strategic partnerships with people. I'll be the best. I will not allow my emotions to get to me because this is not a season to be emotional. It is a season to be joyful and focused. I live a focused life. I, I, I live a focused life. A focused life. I live a focused life. I pray for you today. That heaven will smile on you. That God will help you in any season in which you find yourself. And God will bless you a thousand times more in Jesus name. Amen. Come on put your hands together for the Lord.